0: is up everybody welcome to another episode of the panthers nation network and we today you know we're trying to we're trying to just keep our minds off of the Deshaun watson and everything that's going on in the quarterback carousel this offseason because if we dwell on it anymore we're going to lose our minds more so than they already are there's not a whole lot that's secure up here at least in my mind maybe for shanties jeff could be going i don't know you know that old age starts to get to you <laughs> And of course, being a Titans fan, he already lost it long ago because that team just makes you go emotionally crazy game in and game out. So, alcoholic, one of the two. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. (laughs) But um, so we're going to try to keep our minds off of it. And we were having this interior discussion here at the Panthers Nation Network with our, uh, with, you know, the guy who runs everything, the head on show, Ian. And uh, we were talking about our top 10 Panthers lists. And, you know, we were having this big argument about impact. As opposed to direct skill, and which of those should you know be graded higher when it comes to a top ten list? So he had had you know he'd done a post a little while ago. He was doing it for current players, you know, top ten most impactful. And of course, Shantese, he went into it on Friday as well. This is how the discussion was started when he had his money in the bank that came out, you know, on Saturday. And we just, we tried to think about it because the Panthers are funny because they're not an old organization by any means. They're a young organization, but have had a lot of impactful players in that time frame. You know, it's different than like an organization like, like Tennessee. I mean, they've had a, a huge array of... of of impactful players but also some of them get kind of pushed to the wayside you know for some of these other fans as the decades go on some guys that you would think were insane you know would have been impactful like i mean we're gonna cough cough say kevin donnelly (laughs) i don't know if anyone's putting him in his in his top 10 but jeff might they get you know or or, you know frank wychek or or even mike munchak that might get pushed to the wayside because of guys you know especially in recent years like i'm sure there's some fans now and maybe even jeff included who might put aj brown already in their top 10 players that titans have ever had so so that's something we're going to try to talk to, and so I'll start it off. Um, we had, I mean, when you get when, like when you have a, an organization like us, it's easy to have pretty similar lists, so we tried to vary it up a little bit. So I went off first off, going Steve Smith at my number yep. one, number two, I bounced around a whole lot. I kept going back and forth. It was a t- like two, was the much harder decision than number one, yep. and so I had Cam over Keekly, Keekly at three, Peppers at four, yep. and then five was another one of them that I was really struggling with. I put Olsen at five. And then I put Thomas Davis at six, Jake Delhomme at seven, Jordan Gross at eight, Musim Mohammed at, at at nine, and Sam Mills at ten. and And that was my that was my list. Those are just, I mean, that's the combination. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot like of more of those cardiac cats that probably deserve to be on that. You know, your Mike Ruckers, your guys like that. You, you know what I mean, your Al Wallace is even maybe just the way that that team was together. Um, part of me, wanted to put Chris Gamble in there, but I don't know if I could put him up up that high. <laughs> But that was my top ten, Shanti, What I mean, re- give us a recap of the video for for those who might not have seen it. So for my
1: top ten, much like yours, is goes Steve Smith at number one, Cam Newton at number two, Keekly at three, and like you said, the number two spot was where I had the most discussion. That because because at one point I did have Keekly as my number two. As did but, I. But I have Peppers at four. Then at five and six is where it gets kind of dicey again because I love these two players equally, but one is just a little bit more important than the other. I have Thomas Davis at five, Greg Olson at six, Jake Delhomme at seven, Jordan Gross at eight, Moose at nine, and Sam Mills at 10.
0: Sounds like I've I feel like I've heard that those last four somewhere before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I get
2: that. And then Jeff, do you, do you have yours put up? You want me to read I yours? Do. Okay. I do, <clears throat> but I still it after I sent it to you. But anyway, I'd go Steve Smith to start. Yep. Um, I, I have Luke Keekley at number
1: two. And that's fair. I had and a this
2: is, this is where it's all gonna get fun. We talk a little bit beforehand. It's generational. I would go Moose number three.
1: Okay.
2: I would go uh Jake at number four. Wow. Okay. I would do, I would do Cam at number uh five, I guess. That's fair. Um, then Greg Olson, T D, uh, Peppers, and then I had John Casey.
0: And then I, mean, I had I knew, I knew you as the kicker was gonna at least have him in there. Uh,
2: <laughs> and then I had Jordan, and then I had Jordan Gross.
0: Fair. And then we'll read and then Ian Ian sent his as well. And we, we can all explain. We're gonna go we can go number by number here to do that. So then Ian sent his. It was Steve Smith at one, Cam at two, Luke at three, Peppers at four, T D at five. I mean, okay, his was actually just the same as as is now as I'm as I'm reading it down. <laughs> now we had a big discussion. And so Smith we all had it one, and it's easy to say why, because when we talked about what I just said beforehand, you know, we we went back and forth in terms of impact on the organization and overall skill as a player smitty encapsulated both i I mean the best at both you never i mean there's not been another receiver that has had the triple crown since no one that has led the league in receptions yards and touchdowns all in the same year that outright is just enough for him to keep that and he was just an insane talent he should have never been how good of a player he was he should have never been as impactful because of his size because of his route running but there were people that were he was so questioned coming into the league and that was the whole mantra i mean he might be the only person that might embody you know keep pounding more so than sam mills does because he just never stopped no matter what he was doing and then in terms of impact in the organization when you think of when i think of panthers plays over the years and it doesn't have to be touchdowns i mean there's always there's ice up Sun. there's literally you know he, he's moments. in the locker room i'm still in the moments the one thing that will never leave my mind because i remember watching it live and it was when you know the Panthers were trying to reclaim themselves as a team, and it was back in 2011 when we were going up against the Saints in the later part of the year, and we were lo- we were losing late in the game. I can't remember if we were losing or we were. Cl- it was a close score. All I remember is it was a be- like Cam was scrambling around, threw it almost off his back foot, about a 20 yard pass. Steve literally climbs. I've never seen a man this small jump that high. Jumps five feet straight up in the air. Mosses, who at the time, it was Roman Harper at the time, which is funny because then Roman <laughs> Harper came to play for us that next, you know, a little bit later. Steve runs in the end zone. and This was back during Bounty Gate. And I can't, it wasn't Harper. It was somebody else. Or it might have been Harper that decked him. Someone hit the living hell out of him once he was in the end zone. Smitty gets up. And we knew he he's a hot end. You know, Smitty gets up. He goes to the corner, spins the ball to celebrate, turns right around, finds Roman Harper, and just starts beating the crap out of him, <laughs> beating the living crap out of him, and to the point where there was a whole scuffle, and camera even ran in there, and that was like not necessarily like you know,
1: that I mean that was just that was just Steve Smith, but you just think about moments, right? the 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 greatest Panther moments for the most part include Steve Smith, like I mean, I, for for me, my earliest memories of watching Car- of watching Carolina would be just watching Steve Smith just go crazy. I mean, look, I watch Steve Smith catch a Catch a screen pass, you know, everybody does the bubble screen game now, but nobody can run a screen yet. Like Steve Smith, catch a screen pass, no blockers now. It's just one on one, It's one on one, and put a stiff arm and push a man through the dirt. I mean, these are, I mean, I see any memorable Patrick's moment that at least in the league that people revere, it includes Steve Smith for the most part. So, I mean, Steve Smith being number one is really a no brainer for me.
2: I, I agree. I mean, listen. It, 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 that's who's going to come to mind to me. You, and you're talking about the moments. Um, one thing I'll always remember is the playoff game. I think it was against the Rams, where he caught the touchdown pass in overtime. Excellent. Um, and and that that kind of propelled him a little bit. So that's yeah. That that's to me. And like I said, I just don't think it's. I, I think in terms of you know, if you talk about impact and skills, um, where he lacked in skills, he made up in heart. If you know what I mean. In terms of size, all of that. Um, and so to me, you know, yeah, that and, you know, yeah, yeah, it it, 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 is, it is what it yeah. is. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it, people, I mean, he still has what I think to date still the longest touchdown in a Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. That's, that's, that's
1: Moose. That's Moose. Oh, it, oh, it was Moose. Moose. Never mind. But he yeah. still has one of the longest touchdowns in a playoff game as well with that I do. Rams. I, I do want to get the Moose because it's crazy. I know what keeps moves from being in people's top five and closer and closer to number one. So okay, we'll go so we'll go. Like I said, so at two, um,
0: you know, I uh, at two, most of us had had Cam except for Jeff, who put Luke at, at at two. And that's so this is where we this is where we all diverted. And the problem is because I know and speaking at least, I know for Shanti's because we talked about it, Keekly's the better player mm-hmm. in terms of skill set, in terms of his mindset, in terms of just how good of a like. There will never be a guy like Luke Kuechly, and for the longest, I mean, he's one of the best linebackers I think to ever play. And not, to get, don't get me wrong, Cam still set a crap ton of records and still is an insane athlete. But as terms of how skilled of a player is, I mean, Kuechly still just he, he trumps him. Yeah. But in terms of the impact that the two had on the organization, the city, the franchise, you got to give it to Cam. I mean, Cam, that was like the second coming of Christ for a lot of these <laughs> Panthers fans and for the city.
1: Man, we well, I think about Cam. I think I think about this franchise and how it's like viewed on the outside looking in. Crazy enough, nobody outside of Charlotte remembers what happened in 03, 05, or 08. It just doesn't register because there was. Because I mean, why big of a star C Smith was. I mean, he was the guy, he was the long guy you associate with Carolina. Cam was a there's a presence you 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 see you feel with Cam when, when when you see Cam on the field in the room and you can't. You can't deny it, and why while I love Luke, and I and why there hasn't been a linebacker close to what he's been for our for our franchise, and I think for many other franchises they couldn't find a linebacker better than Luke. It's just there's something about bringing that attention to Carolina because you know that like there's look at primetime games for example. I think about the amount of primetime games Carolina would, would get prior to Cam Newton coming, and mind you, we were getting primetime games when, even when we were bad. This is from twenty from 2011 on through the end of Cam's era, we had attention and and attention isn't everything, but it's just, it's a, it's a fact of it makes you proud to be a Panthers fan because that, because now, now there's a guy that everybody can recognize. There's a, there's, there's a guy that, Everybody's doing a celebration. There's a guy that everybody's wearing his cleats. I mean, talking about from little league all the way up to, to the NFL. Everybody wore those Cam Newton high-top cleats, looking like looking like wrestling boots. He was I the mean, first. He was the first <laughs> player to have signature cleats. Like it was insane. Yeah, it, it's it's just Cam is more just an iconic figure, and 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 while Luke was a better player, Cam was able to win the MVP, and Cam was able at one at one point able to dominate at his position. So I mean, Luke, while I love him, man, Cam just means more overall for this franchise as far as you think about moving forward and as far as nationally. Because even nationally now, you don't mention Carolina without mentioning Cam, and Cam isn't even here.
2: Okay, I'm going to play. I'm going to be the bad guy. So everybody just grab a seat, hold on tight, or whatever. To me, obviously, Steve Smith was the greatest offensive player the Carolina Panthers have ever had. And that's still true,
0: I think. the offensive
2: side of the ball. Right, exactly. The reason I put Luke number two is because he's the best defensive player the Carolina Panthers have ever had. And I also believe that. And he might be, he might literally be one of the top. And I'm 53, and I would probably put him in at least the top. Gosh, I could probably put him top seven of linebackers to play the game, if not top. And I'm talking Jack Lambert, and I'm talking Mike Singletary, and I'm talking Luke. And and, and the best pure defensive football player I think I've ever seen. And Jack will tell you, like, if I had, if I was a coach, and I'm teaching my kids how to hit. I'm just running Luke Kinkley, Phil, minute after minute after minute after minute. Um, so the one thing I'm gonna push, and so that's why I had him number two. That that's just that's why I had him number two. Yeah, uh, that's he, fine. Uh, he just the best defense player they ever had. Cam, I'm gonna tread lightly. I'm terrified. That, I'm terrified that Cam is going to fade off into the sunset. And 10 to 15, 20 years from now, when you mention the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton won't be mentioned. See, I still don't now, think it. That- now, now let, me, let me back up. If, let's say all of a sudden he signs with the Redskins in the offseason and he's not with New England and he just goes to another team and has an eight and eight season. What I'm getting at is that kind of decline can make people forget about who he was unless you're a Panther fan. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: So I guess yeah.
2: what I'm trying to get a little bit is it just. I, I, I just. It's just me too, and, and and like I said, I you know I put Jake above him, but it's just I'm, I'm terrified that Cam is going to fade off into the sunset. Of, all right, he was good. I mean, I get it, but
1: do you know what I'm getting out a little bit? Yeah, and and I, and I want to play devil devil's advocate back. Luke's been gone for an entire year, and and what national media pundit did you hear mention Luke he was not Luke well, King was not being there? Well, I, here's I mean, I. He's a forgettable guy if you just don't understand how great he was. Like he, you, you can right. easily forget him.
2: So here's how it's it's funny. But see, but Cam, sorry, to Jack, but Cam is that polarizing figure. Mm-hmm. I think because of who he is as a person, yeah, and not a, and not a, and not a football player. That's fair. No, so that,
0: that, that, that segues how I was going to go into it. And it's kind of like, you know, Cam was always revered as he was always, you know, labeled as Superman. And he was, he, he was a Superman. And and where Keekly on the other side, he was, he was Batman. And what, here's how I'll say it, because the both would have been, both players, no matter where they would have gone, if they weren't on the Panthers, would have been, I believe, just as impactful and ju- had just as much talent, I believe. Keekly would have been, and they would have been appreciated. I, I think just as much on any other team. Keekly would have done the exact same things, uh-huh. and he would have been, you know, on any other team. Cam would have more than likely done the exact same things to provide a, a, to, upon the team around him. You know, if he had, you know, a lack of talent, he would have had to be that guy. If he had the talent he deserved, he would have been even better. Where super Cam was Superman because there was not a team or a city that needed Cam as badly as the Panthers in Charlotte did at that time. There was no, I don't I don't believe there was an organization that's maybe the Browns that needed Cam the way that the Panthers needed Cam at that time. Keekly wasn't the hero we needed. He's like Batman. He was the hero we deserved. And you talk about him. He, he's my, you're not going to talk about him in the national media because he just doesn't bring up that kind of presence like Cam does. Yeah. Now, not all the attention that Cam got was you know great, but that's why yeah. I put. I mean, like th- that's why not I sh- think because you're right. Keekly's the best defensive player we've ever had and could be up yeah. in those top ten talks. By far. But Jeff, it's kind of like Steve McNair. Where you the Titans needed Steve McNair in that moment for that franchise. And you go and, and you go into di- diversion, and kind of like we talked about beforehand. When I mentioned top five for Titans before the podcast started, I mean, obviously I thought you know Steve McNair's in the top 10, but I wasn't even putting him in the top five outside of, of a Titans fan, as much of a pseudo, you know, fan as I am. But for the like you talk about 10, 15 years, I don't think no matter what happens for the Panthers and what happens to Cam. For Panthers fans, he will still be the Cam we know and love. It'll be like Steve McNair. Obviously, Steve McNair was a much different scenario as to why, you know, he didn't get to have the career he deserved. But, you know, um, that's what I'm saying. So, like, it's kind of like that to me. And I think that that's what Cam provided for the city. And he could have done that for – and the and the team. And he couldn't have done that anywhere else. He could have been just as polarizing anywhere else. But I think the franchise really, really needed it. Because if, if the Panthers got an Andrew Luck, if we'd taken Andrew Luck the year before, if he goes in the draft – don't think that I don't think that the, the team makes a Super Bowl I don't think the team is as good as you know I, I don't think Andrew luck is revered as highly or as
1: appreciated as much in you know in Carolina eight, eight, and eight, or, and it is and it's like this too you know I thought you know when we were at the, having our discussion in the group chat I was thinking about this because you know i you know we got we, we all agree with Luke is the better overall player and we all agree that cam is just a more iconic figure and then I think about I thought about Atlanta I thought about what would a falcons fan do when it when it when it came out of the the, the list your top 10 and you can and it comes down to matt ryan or michael vick because it's,
0: matt, it's michael vick
1: because exactly no matter what matt ryan does and he's accomplished a hell of a lot the only guy i can put in that spot that 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 just embodies that atlanta is michael vick and it's, it's something that you can't something stats can't 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 take you i mean i i mean like you know i mean you know luke is going to be a hall of famer cam maybe some somewhere along in the long distant future is going to be a hall of famer maybe luke's but like luke's a first ballader luke is a first ballot guy you know and it's crazy caroline like, even as a young as young of a franchise as we are we, we're discussing all-time great players on our top 10 list. we're not just discussing just any old play that may be just fan favorites We you know we're talking about guys that have that that have the resume to be on anybody's top 10 list on any franchise
0: and so that's where it kind of diverges and that's where we can go down a little bit further. You kind of just talked about it and you kind of segued into it and we can talk about it as we go down this list. I think when you break it down with it, the with the true overall kind of big picture with over, with skill versus impact, I think breaks it down to, you know, you like you just talked about it. Luke is going to be a 1st ballot hall of famer. I will argue that until I'm blue in the face. There's nothing about him that does not you know, quantify becoming a 1st ballot hall of famer. Cam's a toss up. I mean, he will he has his records in the Hall of Fame. He has it, but it's I mean, I think he will be it at one point. But you know, down the road, the the fact like it'll take like just as long as it's taken Steve McNair. I think you know, and he's still not on it yet. I think Steve McNair should be a Hall of Famer at one point, but it's taken you know again, these are different scenarios for their careers. But I'm saying so for me, I think it goes you know when you have these top ten lists, it goes who are the guys that are good enough to be in the Hall of Fame, and then who are the guys that should be in the Panthers Ring of Honor, like we have because you talk about the the list we had or the four edges we had, Wesley Walls. Probably won't be a Hall of Famer. Love that you know he had a great impact on the team, and that's why he's in the Ring of Honor because of the impact he had during the Cardiac Cats years and beyond. But he's not making the Hall of Fame, and that could be said for some of the guys that we might have on our
1: top ten list. Yeah, yeah, and, I, okay. You know, you know, no, you know. There's another guy that is this honestly a French Hall of Famer if you just go from a pure pure standpoint. And that's Moose. Moose is a, 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 and and like there's. At some point, you know, they're gonna let uh Chad Johnson in at some point. And yeah. I'll look at and I'll get Chad Johnson's stats, I'll look at Musha Muhammad's stats and there. they're they they're on par. They're, yeah, and and, you know, and honestly, Moose will be higher on my on my Patriots top 10 list. The only thing that kept Moose from being from being up there is a personality. If if, if I knew who Musha Muhammad was, honestly, if 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 you could tell me a Musha Muhammad moment or something Musha Muhammad did, besides you know, besides what he just did on the field, there's like there's no flair, there's no anything. and it makes a difference because people start to forget how good Moose was. Like, at a point, go back to 2000, 2004, best receiver in the game.
0: People, we were yelling Moose every year. every day, every game in the stadium, every time. It was Moose. It was the first yeah. guy. And so, Jeff, three, why did you put him two? I put him at number three. Or three, excuse me. Yeah.
2: Well, listen, I mean, the impact he had on the Carolina Panthers, same time, Moose needed to be there when they needed him. Mm-hmm. He 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 helped, you know, he helped, you know, the cardiac. I mean, he mm-hmm. was – and we talked about it beforehand, it's a generational thing, too. I'm 53. I, I remember back when they played at Erickson Stadium, and it was Stand and Cheer for the Panthers. I mean, the you know, the fight song. I mean, it was just – it was new, and it was, you know, and exciting. And and the, the interesting part, too, is, guys, we're having this conversation of a team that's 20 years old or something when you could have <laughs> – Almost 30. Almost 30, yeah. But you're not talking the Steelers or, the you know, the Eagles or the Packers. Yeah. You know, yeah. but But – and and don't get me wrong here, Moose. When and and you're right, shantice You're absolutely right. You know, quiet. Didn't know a whole lot about him. Didn't get fired yeah. up. To me, and I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna make some enemies here. To me, that's probably why I have Cam a little lower because of kind of the attitude a little bit. And when he, you know, when he first got drafted and said, "I want to be a superstar," you know, he didn't say football player or team. Play. And so Moose just got the job done. In, in a in and you know and here's the interesting part Steve Moose if you think about it even Frank I mean not Frank Watch geez Wesley Walls well good tight end but I mean Moose didn't he didn't set the world on fire in terms of athletic you know what I'm saying he was just a smart go get him football He's got player. it done
1: exactly got it
2: done and, and, and figured out a way to get it done and it just you know you're gonna talk about and I think the cool part about mine too right now is you know talking about Steve Smith and Luke Keekly and 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 and, and Moose they're all still involved here in Charlotte to a point, and you can, and, and because that legacy goes on, it's easy to put them there. And so for me, it, that's why I got them up there. That's why I got them just so high. Was I remember moose and 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 like Jack said when they when they would yell moose and stuff like that. I just that's why I have them up there.
0: And, that, and that's perfectly fair. And, I, I mean, that was the time – that tandem, that's what we needed. And it's still, like – it's so awesome to see because, you know, they talk about some of the great, you know, wide receiver duos of that decade and that, that area,
1: and Moose and Smitty are still put in that conversation. Man, I'm telling you, it's it, – and people don't – under. I mean, here's the thing. I didn't even get to watch as much of Moose's career as I would have liked to because, I mean, I started watching in 03. He's gone by 05. And he comes back, but by the time he comes back, he's not the same – the, right. He gave us a game with a thousand yard season in the 08, but he's still not the same moose that we saw like earlier in the decade. You know,
0: and and so see the gap does hurt a little bit too. That's why I think moose isn't as high up because that gap does hurt, and that's why. So for a lot of us, the way we put it, I mean, I had peppers at four. Shantice and Ian both had peppers at four. Jeffy had Panthers peppers a little bit lower because <clears throat> peppers. I mean, he's the second best defensive player we've ever had, but the gap does hurt. Because yeah. not it, not even that there was that long of gap, but it was not an amicable amicable gap at times either. He, he there were spouts. I mean, we all remember when the Panthers played the Packers and Cam went and Pepper stole the ball away from Cam, wouldn't let him give it to a kid. Like the gap does hurt. I mean, he had it, and it was amazing. Like I feel like if honestly, if he didn't come back, he might not be in the top ten for a lot of a
1: lot of people's lists if he didn't come back. Yeah, I think he definitely did a lot of a lot of PR with the fans when he came back. I mean, it, it, it served it served him well because I know a lot of fans had just written peppers off as if his as if, as if his stand with the Panthers just didn't exist in Panthers history. And I mean and And he didn't deserve that. No at he, least he, in the he time. didn't He didn't. And, and, and you know I had to go back and look at why he even left. And me being young at the time when it's happening, I only only thing I understand is that my favorite player wants to leave my team. I know. And, I, and, that's, and that's all I understand. But then I, yeah, I think about it, and you know, I think about Jerry Richardson, I think about how cheap this organization is historically. I'm like, oh, he just went and got his money. He just went and, he, he just wanted to go get paid and he did that. And it just didn't, it just wasn't a clean breakup as far as how it went over with the fans. And that's what helped, that's what kept them from being higher on my list. Oh,
0: I was super upset with Peppers. (laughs) Jeff can tell you, I had a Peppers fathead on my wall and then he left and I didn't take it down. I got, but I got the Peppers fathead like literally the year before he left and then he leaves. And so I waited a little bit. I didn't take it down. And then I got a Steve Smith fathead. And then the, the year after I got the Smith fathead, Smith is gone. i like, can't I need to stop buying fatheads for players? Because also, Jeff had a Vince Young fathead, and then Vince Young was gone. Well, I mean, we, we could, we hindsight should have known, probably shouldn't have bought the Vince Young fathead. Luckily, those things are easily taken, you know, they don't tear any paint off the walls. But you're right. I mean, as a kid, we don't understand what's going on and all we know is that I can't wear the jersey of my favorite player anymore. My favorite I don't I'm not going to see that anymore. And then when he came back, right. I was like, "Oh my god, I feel like we when we got him and Munderland back in the same season, I was like, "Oh my god, I feel like a kid again. Like this is amazing. They're both back." Yeah. So Jeff, you I know you had him a little bit lower. I, is it just because of, you know, the impact the other players had. I mean, you just didn't put it. You had a couple offensive players, you know, in between.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah I mean, back it goes back to the generational thing. It wasn't enough to get him beyond, you know, uh, Luke and TD and stuff like that. But when I think Carolina Panthers back early on, I think Joey's peppers. And I think about yeah. him, like, I think about him, like Javon curse with the Titans. That's um, yep. Yeah. That, that's who we, the freak. I mean, he just, you know, that wingspan getting to the quarterback. Um, you know, and Javon curse left, you know, the Titans, uh, and went somewhere. And then I can't remember where he went, but then he came back. Um, but he wasn't the same person. Um, you know, and it's always going to – when people come back, it's always – there's that little bit of, you know, all right, whatever. You just, you know. Yeah. Um, and Peppers did a good job of, of doing the PR and stuff like that. So that's why I have him a little lower. Um, I just – you know, in, in terms of – I think he's the third best defensive player we ever had. I'll put him the third best defensive player we ever had.
0: See, but – see, and so the, the interesting thing about Peppers is too is I think, honestly, had he, had he came in, what, like a year, a year later, had he come in after the Super Bowl? He might not be as high as he is now he's because the done. impact he had on that yeah. Super Bowl with that team. I mean, I know that like that that front four all worked in tandem, but he was still an incredibly disruptive force throughout that entire Super Bowl. And anytime like, you have a player and you see the player sack, if you have a player sack Tom Brady, boom, they're up. They're up in your favorite players list like that. Like that's just going to happen. And so I think it's you know it's interesting. I think honestly, if he might not have played that season, you know, if he if he you know say he's not, he's just a year younger and he comes in the next year do you think he's a little bit
1: lower on people's lists yeah because he wouldn't have been. he wouldn't even cuz cuz then i think about his his time in carolina and what impactful moment was he a part of after after the super because bowl see, there, there's only right. 05 and there's only 08 and 08 is the you, you we erase right away out of our minds completely if you're a Panthers fan that whole entire season is a wash 05 was a memorable it was a memorable year just because of how great Steve smith was but I don't really think about anybody else or what they did on that team. 2003 was we knew we were there because of big, you know, clutch play from Jake Lomb and great defensive performances from, from that group. So, you know, if he wasn't a part of that team right there, it, it, it would be a, 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 a huge blow to his legacy as far as being a Panther.
0: So then – um, and then just talking about it, because I can't remember. I don't think – I think Peppers came back before Pepper got the team, if I'm not mistaken. I can't – I'm trying to remember yeah. the – he, he
1: what have what it he came back in what 2017 he came back? I'm I'm
0: trying to remember when and we and shantice can look this up while I'm talking about the, the gist of what I'm trying to talk about. But the gist of what I'm talking about is that the one thing, you know, if there is one thing that Tebra has done and done really well with it, is and that is has that mend, you know, been able to mend relationships with players and keep you know things clean. But the way he's let either let certain players go, other than maybe Cam. I yeah, mean he that's came, the one.
1: Peppers came back in 2017.
0: And Tepper bought the team.
1: Tepper would have been the 18. He would have been 28. Like I was saying, okay.
0: So, but regardless, um, Tepper has done, other than the Cam situation and, you know, in some, some ways with that, yeah. Tepper's done a good job, especially like so I commend him with, you know, because I didn't know if Olsen or TD were going to retire as Panthers. He 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 let Stewart, you know, he got Stewart back as a Panther. I love that. Now he's gotten Olsen and TD. We've already talked about the insane impact they've had in their career, we're going to get into it here in a sec, but brought both of them back to retire as Panthers and and you would think that's not a crazy thing to want but i mean look at with, with Spitty. it took i mean Smitty did not retire as a panther and that's insane to me when you talk about our number one most impactful player and he couldn't even mend with the organization the front, the front office hurt him so badly and the ownership hurt him so badly he would not and it took tepper it took the yeah. new ownership to get him to to to, to you know to to rebuild to the bridges no with yeah. steve smith so so tepper has done a very good job of that i will commend oh, him for yeah. that so getting into it now we talked about it so then cuz five and um Cause five and six is where I had, you know, my issues. And and we both all kind of, I think I had around the same, Jeff had them a little bit higher, you know, both of the players, but it's TD and Greg Olson. And it's crazy because those two players had about the same period of impact for the same amount of time and the same amount of, you know, skill level and at, at their position, the only thing it's, and this is where I So like the one thing that made me want to put TD over Greg was, was, obviously the way he fought back through injuries in terms of like, if I had to go the people that, you know, enforce the keep pounding mantra, mm-hmm. if I really want, if I'm really truthful with it, it goes TD, then Sam, then Geekly. Like I know Sam was obviously fighting cancer, but TD fought three ACL tears. And when you got a guy who breaks his arm in the championship game and, and plays in the Super Bowl with his arm looking like a football, like that's just keep yeah. pounding. And like, he just, the dude never stopped. And then Smitty's, you know, down the third. So that's what I would have had put, you know, that's what, what what I would have put would have put TD over. The only reason the only reason I put Olsen over is in terms of his impact as a, for the team, both skill wise and just impact is because Kim was Greg's go-to guy. and while we had some of those other receivers, we had, you know Ted Ginfords stint like Kelvin for where you know that one year. Yeah. Greg was the leading receiver. Greg was the leading and the leading offensive player up until you know McCaffrey came in right And and I think, you know, without Greg, the Cam's offensive production would have been down a little bit in terms of passing touchdowns.
1: It would have been I, down. would have been down a, a substantial amount. Most definitely, you know, I, I, you know, you know, the only thing that kept me from putting Greg over the top of TD is that TDs a lifelong long pather. Well, uh-huh. he's a long He's a long pather in terms of oh. start and to the by the time he got to the end, it wasn't really his decision. You know, so I, I mean, I just, I, I he's more, he's more synonymous with the franchise to me, just because of. Man, really, what he really what he fought back through. Honestly, I mean, just ha- doing that, and you know, ain't at least the franchising tackles, And, you know. So I mean, it, so I, I just there's your, when you get to that that grouping right there, five and six, you just kind of splitting hairs. It's kind of just like personal preference, because I mean, yeah, if, if you go Greg over TD, I understand it. TD over Greg, I understand it. Either way, I don't think there's a wrong answer, but I do. But it's it's funny how we all know where to put them. Like we all put them all. In well, because those
0: area. are the two. I mean, you have to put one of them in the top five. I think so, and I think I, at least in my mind, I mean, in terms of our generation, I know Jeff had a bit of a different stint with it. Because I mean, you think with Greg too. We all, I mean, a lot of people forget if he was healthy that fourth season, he would have been that first receiver to get the four or the first tight end to get the four yard four seasons consecutive a thousand yards or more in a season. He would have. There's no question in my mind he would have had it. And then Jeff, I know you're going to talk about impact on the city, but the crazy part is, is both of them had a pretty equal impact on the city.
2: Oh, I, you know, listen, absolutely. I mean, Greg Olson and what he's done with you know the uh, the children's yeah. hospital, correct? Levine, uh, yeah, hospital, the, the battle, hardest he, yard, the battle his kids have had. Um, and listen, I'm I will be honest. Greg Olson helped make Cam Newton. I mean, let's just be real. He definitely I mean, did. I mean, a know. person, as a leader, right? Into and, and and. To me, you know, he probably led the offense a little bit more in terms of a, a leader. Um, but you know, it just becomes with Greg, yeah, you go a thousand yards, three, and you're tight end three years in a row, three seasons, and you could have gone four, you know, come on. Um, but the Thomas Davis Foundation does wonderful things. Um, you know, I had the chance to, to walk around with Thomas Davis when he did a school thing and he gave out a thousand backpacks at an elementary school. I've got pictures of it, dude. Me and Fuzzy Witten. me and Thomas Davis and when was this? When I worked in news here in, in Charlotte, back when you worked for Fox Forty Six, uh, when it was uh, WBTV, Channel Three. Oh. When I worked there briefly, oh, uh, for like I a year,
0: didn't know that. is anyway, um, okay, all right. Regardless.
2: <laughs> anyway, I take it back. It was Fox Forty Six. Sorry, it was Fox. I was just to so, what. What? But, but it was no. It was a day I spent. He took a thousand backpacks to a school for underprivileged kids. Thomas Davis. It was him, Fozzie Whitaker, who took my camera and took a selfie of himself. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't and, um, that, actually. Here's Greg Olson. Luke was there. Um, uh, but anyway, But so, yeah, li- listen, they both done wonderful things. And they will always they- – they still are a part of Charlotte. Um, so you're splitting hairs. I'm, I would probably flip – I had Olson above TD. Um, but I might flip it. I mean, listen, when you come back from three ACLs, there are guys who can't do it with one and be the same player. But to come back and play the way you played – and Like you said, the broken arm. I remember seeing pictures of it stitched like a football, like you said. To do that,
0: I, I and Shanti, too. And now because I'm now I'm thinking more TD as well, because you think about it and you made the argument, or or excuse me, Jeff, you made the argument with you know Greg making Cam who he was. There's a very solid argument you could say that Thomas Davis made Keekley the linebacker he, he was, was. He like Keeley would have been insane everywhere he anywhere he went, but having Thomas Davis there. Definitely helped, um, you know, help Luke become who he was.
2: And you're not oh, going to get many you're not going to get many organizations in the NFL. And, and I, like I said, being 53, I'll call my age out. Still, I'm not sure I can think of a better linebacker duo in the NFL. And his thing in the history of Lance in in the history, and Brian
0: Urlacher, maybe I can maybe. name one. Or
2: two. Fam, can name one or two. Well, no, I'm talking about consistency. Um Both of them being solid football. Brian Urlacher would hit the hell out of somebody. Um There were guys that you know what I'm getting at. There were guys who. But like when maybe Ray Lewis and
1: Terrell Suggs, like maybe even, like and even that, and even that's a little iffy because, like you know, Suggs is kind of really more of a pass rusher, yeah, like right, more so than more so than a linebacker. And like I look at TD and Luke TD and Luke, there there is there's nothing they couldn't do. Run offense, right. pass defense. I mean, mind you, in a league where the tight ends look like Gronkowski every week, they can still lock up tight ends and and, and run with slot receivers. I mean, it was, years, it was all right years. here, It was all right
2: here. It fact, was like, all exactly. right here and right here, heart, heart and mind, mind, baby.
1: Heart and mind. You, you think think about think about how instinctual and how and how well thought out Luke was as far, and, 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 alongside of Thomas Davis that, that's just as athletic. Mind you, at an older age where he should he should have been on the decline, and he I mean he's doing this well into his thirties, right? And honestly, there's a there's an argument for Thomas Davis as being one of the better outside linebackers in the game. That just won't be much of you. You just won't hear much of it because he's a. He's a guy that you just wouldn't really know much about if you just don't pay attention to, to the Patriots football. And even Greg Olson, Olson was doing what what's normal now was been normalized now by Travis Kelsey. Olson was the first to do it. He, Kyle, was he, do it. he was there before yeah. Ertz, He was there before Earths, before
2: Kelsey, before. Yeah, I was, listen, I, Greg Olson to me, Greg Olson took the tight end position to a whole new level. And, 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 and what he, a mean that, that is, well, and he and he won't. Um, and, and the, well, you know, I go back to Luke and Thomas Davis. Um, you know, you're right. TD may not be remembered unless you're the Panther organization, Panther fans, because he played with Luke. But the funny part is, is he, Luke, I mean, T,
0: like you'd never seen, they had combined more uh, interceptions than most defensive backing groups. If you look at like 2015 and TD had more of them than Luke, I'm, I'm not mistaken in it, or if not more, they were neck and neck that 2015 season. You would never seen a guy like TD who would be in just the middle zone hiding behind the defensive line line and would spring up and bend backwards like OBJ to get a pick like he did for the Colts game, like he did for the Packers game that year. And then with Greg, like you said, I mean, the problem with Greg is, is that he, and we've talked about this before, he was shadowed into the beginning of his career because you still had the guys that were on the end of their career, like Antonio Gates, like Vernon Davis, mm-hmm. those guys that were hall of famers coming out at the end. I mean, even Tony Gonzalez, you know, they were coming at the ends of their careers. And then Greg had a, like a couple a stint, a little bit. And then boom, your Kelsey's, your Gronkowski's, your, you know, your, I yep. mean, even Kittle's towards the end, like he, like they were getting up. Like, I don't think like Olsen walked so that George Kittle could run. And I, I will argue that till i blue in the face.
1: And you know, Austin just isn't the athletic freak as those, uh, as like a Gronkowski. He's like you think about how think about Gronkowski's physical presence, it's it's there, and you know, and you know, it's nothing's flashy about his route running or anything, but you know, when Gronkowski Gronkowski's on the field, you know what? The man's a cyborg. Kittle is probably overall probably the best, like just the best, the best of both worlds as far as being like a throwback as far as blocking tight end and and, and being a receiving tight end. Kelsey's just a pure receiving tight end that's just like we haven't seen a guy that's just been been this dominant at being a receiver like he's right on par with the best receivers in the game as far as what as far as his production
0: it's and so it's just like they're both two and like that's why it was so hard because that was also one of the hardest decisions i was trying to figure out who i wanted to put over that like that was harder than cam and luke just because they had such an equal impact both on and off the field and their stories and the way they fought and how much they embodied the panthers organizations like i think and they also both I I mean, I don't think either of them are going to be first ballot Hall Famers. If they're if they make it past their third ballot, I'm gonna be pissed, and there's gonna be words to be had in Canton if they yeah. ain't in by their third ballot. But they also should be, you know. And it's funny because the Panthers fans also too, like some of them are pretty like we're like, look, guys, there's only a finite amount of numbers. We need to keep some of these numbers for players. But a lot of fans are like, no, one eighty-eight fifty-nine gone ninety, get them out. They're eighty-nine. We can't use them anymore. They gotta yeah. go. And I mean. I think it'd be weird seeing any. It'd be weird. I mean, it'd be weird seeing anyone wear one. I don't think any of the players that are in the Panthers organization right now want to touch those numbers.
1: You wear one, you better cut. You better know what comes with that.
0: I mean, if it, you if you it's, wear eighty nine, I mean, no one's wearing an eighty nine that I can remember that's been impactful.
1: Way well, better not. But I'll tell you right now, there is a there is a lot to live up to if you wear any, any uh, some of these numbers. Like you know, you possibly could get away with wearing eighty eight, possibly fifty nine. You better not. You can't touch it.
0: Because I think Tahir did fifty two, and even then I was like, no, no, that's Beeson's number. Don't you touch that. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's John right. Beeson. Exactly. But, but yeah. like, I, and then Stephen Weatherly, I think, or someone else did. No, someone actually did
1: fifty seven. Whitehead might have done fifty seven, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, well, yeah well, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, honestly, anytime I saw Whitehead, he was getting he was getting ran over or missing Like Mr.
0: Carter, like Jermaine Carter, knows he's like, okay, I got to do fifty six. I can't do, you know, like they, like these guys have known. And I think it'd be weird. So then you'll know, go down the list. I mean, so let me get, we get to Jake. Now Jeff had Jake a lot higher. Shantese and I had Jake a lot lower. And we talked about it. The funny part is, and like for Jake, I mean, he got us to that Super Bowl. He came out of nowhere. He had an immediate impact on both. the org- I mean, he was also just, he like, he embodied a lot of North and South Carolinians in terms of his blue collar, you know, his, his right in your face. You know, he was going to just, you, you, what you saw with him was what you got. And and or and then also the opposite where he was a lot more than he seemed. If that makes sense, if you can be both of those at the same time, which is kind of what North Carolina is like and Charlotte is like. You know, you get what you see, but also there's a lot more than meets the eye. If that makes any sort of sense, or if I sound like I'm a lunatic, but with Delome, well, makes like you, you know, you know what I'm saying. And so that's why Delome has to be in the top ten. There are still reasons why I don't, I can't put him in my top. Five. <laughs> the twelve year old in me. Or however old I was in 2012. I don't think I was 12 or whatever. Was it 2012 when we played the Cardinals? Was that the year? 08. Oh.
1: 08. Okay.
0: In 08. Yeah, I might have been 12 in 08. They're about. I, I was. I started, yes, because I was a freshman in high school in 2012. So I might have been a little bit younger. Yeah, I might have been like 10. I might have been 10. You were 10. Okay, so the ten year old of me that, that ran into his room after that game, crying his eyes out and ripped his Jake Delome poster. I swear right off the wall. Jeff will tell you I ran downstairs to the you know how mad you gotta be to go all the way downstairs to the garage to I didn't even throw it in my room trash can. I threw it in the big like our big put it on the curb trash can in the garage. That's how bad I was after that game. So that that the ten year old of me still can't put Delome in the top five because of just the way it all ended with him. But he still deserves to be in the top ten, and arguably he probably deserves to be a little bit higher. And Jeff can tell you why, and Sean can make his argument as well. And put him in the same spot
1: with Jake. It was, it was a number of years with, with the organization. So he was only there. He's only he was here for six. In those six years, though, what he was able to accomplish, and 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 Jeff will get to it, and Jeff will get to it in a little bit. What he was able to accomplish could really he makes a great argument for being top five. You know, I mean, I, you think about six years, three playoff appearances, his playoff record is unmatched as far as other Panther quarterbacks. What he was able to able to accomplish in big games, again, unmatched. And just the thing about it, I, and Jeff can speak to him more so than me because he was more aware of what was going on. What he brought to Carolina at a time where you were in flux. I mean, not, not really, you were you were trying, still trying to find yourself. You had a new coach. New season with this organization at the time hadn't been back, had been in playoffs in seven years. You got to figure out how do we get back to that? Like your first playoff run, take you to, get to a, an NFC title game. How do we even get back to just being being a relevant franchise again, especially in, in and for as young as that franchise was? He means a lot to this organization because of the youth of the franchise and what he came in and did helped stabilize us for the next five, six years.
0: And you know it's funny. I guarantee you Tyler would probably argue this because what you said, you know, in terms of the way Dalon came into the organization, Jake Delone was what everyone wanted Jimmy Clausen to be when we got Jimmy Clausen because <laughs> it was the same kind of scenario. Everyone wanted that from Jimmy Clausen because we we're like, look, we got it from Jake Dalon back in the day, some some white yeah. boy that nobody knew, so we could get it from Jimmy Clausen here too. Um, and I'll let Jeff argue because the only thing that was another thing, like you, t- I mean, like Jake was able to do a lot in the years he was here, but also look at the offense that he had around him and the team he had around him, like. Like I'm not going to say, I mean, this is a stupid argument, to make, but I'm going to make it like, imagine Cam with that offense with Steven Moosen at the time and the defense the, that we had.
1: Different NFL though. NFL, I, I know,
0: like I know. But you, but you know what that I'm saying? Was, like, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, and yeah. I know also why Jeff has put him a little bit higher because I know there's a certain quarterback that he is on his team that probably reminds him a little bit of Jake DeLome, but a little bit, I don't know if, I'm not going to say better. That's up to him to argue. I'm not going to make that argument, but Jeff obviously had a little bit higher. And of course there's a generational, like he's been saying is why he put him higher.
2: Well, okay, listen, same Super Bowl record. <laughs> and, that's, that's, me, that's a low blow. And you, and you could argue that he probably played better in the Super Bowl than Cam did. Oh, that you yeah, get This is if And if John Casey, who I have on my list, didn't kick the ball out of bounds or whatever, and they win that Super Bowl, I don't know about you guys. I don't even think we're having the discussion. Jake DeLone oh, is the best quarterback I've ever seen in Carolina. I, I, I agree. I, I would agree. I mean, you know he's definitely the best quarterback. He that. If he I mean if he
0: wins that he's on Panthers Mount Rushmore, he's got a, um, a statue in the middle of you know on Mint Street with his name this guy, but I don't I, I mean it would still be a toss-up between him and Smitty, I think, at that point. But no, it's it'd be I'm not well, the
2: greatest quarterback.
0: Oh, yes, no, he's the well, greatest quarterback, well, no question. Yeah,
1: would, okay, I well I wouldn't put him above Smitty. Well, okay, okay, okay. Let me say this. He wouldn't be the greatest quarterback just because he's not better than Cam, but he would be higher on my list than he would be higher on my list than Cam is. Because, like, because at that point, franchise impact with with Trump skill,
2: yeah. But, but see, Sean, see, you brought up a good point too, and and this is the gist: the NFL was a different ball game then, totally different. And and, and listen, was he a better passer than Cam Newton? Yeah, absolutely. Was he a better pocket presence? Probably. Well, you know, you know what I'm getting yeah. at. I'm, yeah, things have seen. Th- listen, Cam, l- listen. He had a better arm than
0: Cam. How about I say – we'll say – I mean, like, he could bomb it out, I think. He
2: had a a better playoff record than Cam. Yeah. Um, He'd have to
0: play the the Legion of Boom Seahawks every freaking year.
2: Well, and, you know, and here's the gist. When when Jake came in against Jacksonville and brought them back, and that's where Jake's career kind of took off with the Panthers, it's the same energy in the city as when Cam took over. Does that Uh, make sense? Because the quarterback situation way, before Delone was atrocious. It was horrible. It was, just, it was just that exact same and he came from New Orleans. So he played for New Orleans for two years. So you know the Panther fans love that before he came to um before came. But it's just it's it's that deal of but and and I'm gonna go down a road here. Jake was um like southern boy eccentric, like if you know what I mean. Oh, he was. Jake, he's and He you know, part of
0: Bojangles oh, for God's sakes.
2: He, he was flashy. I mean his celebrations, and he—I mean—he does. I can remember him running down the sidelines and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, It's—it—it—it's it, it, just a different breed. It's you know, it's um, it, it's it's two different players who embody their time. And like, and and, like
1: you said, and like you said before when, when we were talking, forty and up, you probably go Jake.
0: Well, not, and dude, I say, well, I know I know there's some guys. No, I mean I know there's some guys that even our age, like Clay Sellers, my former roommate, who've had him a couple of times. I'm telling you, he'd probably pick Jake over yeah. over Cam.
2: Well, let me you know, and I'm not you know, I, you know, I mean I hate to say it like this, and it, it it is what it is.
1: It's also a a race. I hate to say it's a race thing. I mean it's I do. What can, it's what you can recognize. It, 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 it's, it's, it's if you think about the majority of the fan base, where we're at. In the Bible Belt, it's it's easy for me to recognize if if if, if we flip through the script, it's easy for me to recognize Jake DeLonge than it is Cam. Like I mean, I mean, I mean, we got we ain't got we ain't got to sugarcoat it. Cam, me and Cam got a lot more in common than me and Jake. Well, I, and, and when I see Cam, oh it's always oh, it's, oh, it's oh man, I see I see me when I see Cam on the field. Like I so what I relate to it. And I don't and I don't mean to bring it up, but that's just
2: but that's to a point of it. And it was it's you know when when Cam came in and and. You know, I'm going to be a showman, and I'm going to wear – and, I mean, his outfits, and, and he was just – There was a lot of Panthers fans writing him off right off the bat. Listen, I, I, you are not listen, wrong. I don't know if there's a quarterback. Listen, I mean, even you talk about Cam Newton here in Charlotte, North Carolina today, you get a very divided city. You get That's people correct. who – For a multitude <laughs> of reasons, not even for so many options. Well, you can go out today and go, okay, you could go grab 100 fans and go, listen, we can have Cam back this year. The Patriots could get rid of him, and and you know, um, Tepper's going to bring him back. I, 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 there it, would be fifty, be 50, 50 it'd
1: be, it'd be because 50, 50. there's fifty percent of the fans that are going to that that ignore what he did on the field and only think about well, the hats, <laughs> the, the the hat. I can't, the fedoras, the, <laughs> the like, damn
2: feathers in the cap. But like, like let, hey, let hey, me like, stop hey, everybody. Let me stop everybody for just a second. For me, it has nothing to do with that. No, yeah, it has, know. It, has, it has it it has nothing to do with the race. It's I, I brought it up because it is what it is. Sometimes it is what it is. But for me, both quarterbacks brought the excitement into this city when it was needed, and both of them did wonderful things for our organizations. And both of them put us on maps when we needed to be put on the maps.
1: Like I think, like think about what Jake, Jay for the early two thousands was perfect for Carolina. Cam coming in to the, in the 2010s, think about the different – think about the, just how the, where the world was at that point and, and the entertainment factor that you need yep. in the game. Yep. Cam was perfect for us at, at, at that moment in time. Absolutely. And so then you go down, you know, your,
0: your other list and you have your stables and this because that, that's a problem. Like, I mean, when you're a fan, you want to put everyone in your, you want to, you just want to be like a top 20, top you can go top 20, top 30, top 40, you're gonna just keep going on the list. Cause a lot of said that's I mean, Jeff the kicker, obviously had Casey up there. And it's the same thing if Casey, if Casey make doesn't kick that out of bounds. And we, you know, were able to stop them and have, you know, the game. I mean, go into what was it? It was tie. We we were kicked we kicked it to tie at that point. Yeah, we and he has helped us get into overtime. Casey's probably up there in the top five. I mean, he's your all-time leading scorer. There's no reason why he wouldn't be. But that that kick, the when your one job is to kick it, not anywhere, it, it, somewhere in between that distance of field and yeah. you don't do that, and you give Tom Brady even more of a you know easy spot, I mean, that's okay. definitely going to hurt him. Oh, you got to um, hit the yard radius to kick it.
2: Yeah, I'm seeing you. have. Well, okay, Let, let's just let's – just, <laughs> when, when you're the all-time leading scorer for a franchise, and I brought it up before we got recording here, tell me out of the 32 teams where a kicker has been around as long, become the all-time leading – you know what I'm getting at? Like really yeah. made kind of that impact and still – it goes beyond the city today. John Casey is a very you know prominent person here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and so that's what I mean. And and for me, you know, granted he kicked the ball out of bounds. Okay, defense, step up.
0: Yes, that is fair. Stop. That is Stop. fair. That is fair. I mean, that,
1: this this is, this is true. Because the only
0: argument would be probably like Adam Vinatieri, and even then, when like Gotzkowski came in, you know, it was kind of like you know Vinatieri like Vinatieri was still in the league when Gaskowski came in. They let him. You know, I mean, he was still finishing out his era on the Colts. Which of course, that also probably hurt Vinatieri with the Patriots because he went to the Colts. To the Colts. But then also, like, yeah. I mean, not gonna lie, when there there was, a, I know there was a, sec, a section of fans that when for the years Gano was impactful, that were like, "Oh, Gano's the best kicker we've ever had." Like, don't tell me that didn't happen. They uh, were not the smartest fans. I,
1: I, I mean, we're gonna be uh, If you, I love the numbers. I ain't gonna lie. I love, I love, I, love, I love the numbers up. The, the Okay, but it's also different
0: up. kicking. It's like. Like he wasn't going was expected to make a lot more 50 yarders than Casey ever would have yeah, been expected like, to. Think,
1: some, of the, some of the spot we put Gano in was like, bro, like, come on, like,
2: hey, I agree, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They put, some of the situations Gano, we put him in,
1: you gets, gets a shitty deal because, like, we a 60 yarder, like. like. But the same thing? That was the same thing I said with freaking Joey
0: Sly. We put him in some horrible scenarios, and I get he had a it's great like, leg, but like,
1: so I can't make a 35 yard. It, it okay, I, I know that's not that here or there, but
0: you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, we asked these kickers do a lot, and so I, I understand that. Um, we also we all had gross in there. You got, I mean, that's the best lineman we've ever had. Maybe yeah. other than Kevin Donnelly, and, and, and
1: that, you know, that was an argument for Khalil, but then again, I was like, you know, we have replaced replaced – Gross as he left.
0: No, and I mean we. I mean we haven't replaced Khalil since we've left. But it's just the Gross had a bit more of a. It was just the time period, I think, that he was in, yeah. and the way you know the the teams that he played for. I mean Khalil was obviously just you know in those it, 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 like that like so Khalil could have been up there too. Like that's a bit kind of back and forth. It just depends on what position on the offensive line you put more impact on. And Gross's position obviously has a lot more impact for the quarterback. Yeah, and, and I'm not, I'm not the playing. center can.
1: I'm not putting two off of the linemen up there. If if you're you're not both can't qualify. I'm not putting two off of the
0: linemen. No. Um, And then, of course, so this was – I mean, so this is where we brought the impact in. A lot of us had – except I I don't know, Jeff, if you did, but a lot of us had Mills there on the end of it. And obviously he did not play for a long time when he did. I mean, he was still a good player. He wasn't – that wasn't his best years was when he was on the Panthers. But when you just talk – I mean, that's – you know, when you talk about Steve McNair being the identity for the Titans, I mean – Mills was the identity for the Panthers, regardless of anything he did on the field. It was just, I mean, and so for me, the, for the history of the team, especially for how, like, if we were an older team, if this is like 20, 25 years down the road, maybe he might not be in that top 10 yeah. anymore. But for as young as a team, I mean, what, going on probably 28, 29, maybe 27, either 27 and 29, we just had our 25th season back a couple, um, back about a year or two ago, I think. So yeah. to be a team that's under 30 years old, you know, Mills still has to be in
1: there. Man, when you, when you only played three seasons, first of all, in, the, in those three seasons, 338 total tackles. So he's, so his production was still high. And when you are able to become a model for a team that's been well over 20 years since it's been well over 20 years and you, well, you didn't even retire. You didn't, you didn't even go into the hall of fame with this team and, and, and that organization organization still reveres you this much. And, 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 and since your passing, you got a franchise impact at that point trumps anything skill wise that could have happened. And, and you think about it, he still helped lead our first playoff run. Yeah. So I still got to give him. I still show him love for that, even though I wasn't there. I still got show him love for that and what he's just meant for this organization in the in, in years passing. Because I mean, you we we pound that drum only for one man. You know what I'm saying?
0: And and Jeff, I think you elaborate this too. Also, you got to think about you know. Like in terms of a lot of, I mean, a lot of people still forget that Mills also helped coach there for a little bit up until the end, you know, until the end of it. And so also I think that's why Peppers got up a little bit too, is because, you know, he's still stuck around a little bit to help out wise. So like, and that, I think for Jeff, that might be why Mike Munchak would be in the conversation. Cause then he was able to come back and have an opposite, you know, a different impact on the team as a coach. You know, I think that's a whole different thing around it too.
2: I think I could seriously put Mills in my top 10. I really could. If I did, I'd probably take Jordan Gross out. Um, and, and, um, um, I but you know, for yeah, for the fact that you know you have the keep pounding drum, you have keep pounding on the back of your jerseys. I mean, the whole mantra of the Carolina Panthers is tied um, to them. it's like I'm gonna have John Casey on because he's all time leading scorer. How can you not have you know uh on? Yeah. And um, you know, so you know, and 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 the example he showed, uh, like you said, coming back coaching and stuff like that, and his kid. I mean, like you know, uh, I think hadn't he coached some.
0: Yeah, Jeff, you are right. I mean, he I mean, his son even had a continued impact on the organization as you know the strength and conditioning coach and as a defensive assistant. And I mean, who better to teach you to keep pounding than the son of the mantra, you know? So you do have a point there. Um, and I mean, of course, we there's not we couldn't include everybody on this list. There were still guys, you know, that I wanted to include just because you know you think about them and their impact. Like obviously, I wanted to include Casey. I just couldn't put him in my top 10. And then for me, the only other two uh only other honorable mentions, I said for me, were if we were going to do like a, at like a you know an 11th spot for me the 11th spot would probably be i, I couldn't do just william D'Angelo williams or just jonathan stewart just because of you know I, I i would do them both that smash and dash year that we had where the only other team that had a better running attack was the titans with chris johnson and lendell white i mean that was when they're when they were together and they were they were and they had it going they were insane. You would, you would, you would take one of them off the field, and boom, the other one would come up and run right over you too. So that I just couldn't put either of them in my top ten by themselves. If I had to put one of the other, it'd probably be Stewart, just for the amount of time he played. But There was also the injuries and some of those things, and but also Williams had the turnovers at times when we really didn't need him to fumble
1: the ball. Yeah, you know, you know who, you know who, I, you know I mentioned him. I, you know, I mentioned this guy for my honorable mention the other day, and I, I think I may change it up just because of. The the guy I'm about to uh, the guy i to bring up and Charles Johnson would probably get would probably start to, start to push it because you think about people forget Charles Johnson's second in the in, in franchise history in sacks and I know I had and the other day I had Mike Rucker I'm like but Charles Johnson's a better player than Mike, than Mike
0: Rucker and, see and if I had to I, choose a if I choose a player from the cardiac cats I'm choosing Mike Rucker like if that's another one that I'm that's who I'm bringing on now yeah. shanti has got to ask you what about are you putting wh- where's rookie Manning going on your list
1: Man, I'm be honest with you. Not he, he gave he gave me a moment, but he didn't give me a career that yeah. I can remember. Like, you know, I mean, I'm I'll be honest. I always have I always wonder what happened to Ricky Manning after you know Ricky Manning was on the team at 05, and I was I always wondered what happened from 03 to 05 that where he was non-existent in Carolina anymore after that. Um Chris Gamble probably will probably will be another guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chris, Chris Gamble by far
1: the best corner. Like he's he's the the only true lockdown corner we've had, because Josh Norman was a zone guy, he was a guy that's kind of more of like a scheme fit. Chris Gamble was a guy that we drafted to be that guy, and he was that guy for a moment in time. So I probably go Chris Gamble. Uh, I love I love DeAngelo Williams, and honestly, you know, I thought about whether I would rank Williams ahead of Stewart because if I if I if I were going to be honest, as far as a player, Williams is a better running back than Stewart. Oh yeah. Man.
0: Well,
1: but I mean, sure a, I mean, Stewart's got sure that
0: explosiveness player. and that able to run downhill. No.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I think I, I think I'd rather have Williams at their at his best than Josh Stewart I, in my
2: mind. I, I, I agree with the, the you know the running back duo. However, the first jersey I ever owned for the Panthers, Stephen was Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis. <laughs> so, I used didn't. He I only I mean, he, was, yeah. he only played three years, but his yeah, first year. Three
1: years. Yeah. First year, he was rushed for fifteen hundred yards. No, yeah, I, I would get. I, you know, I, I would love. I, you know, I wouldn't mind throwing it. it would just be like a hometown thing. He's from he's from he's from up the road for me. So I mean he's like it's like I see because we're gonna go
0: there. Deshaun, I mean I mean Sean is putting Deshaun pretty close up there. Oh Deshaun,
2: yeah yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree with Mike Rucker too, though. Mike Rucker, I had to kind of yeah, I see Mike, my,
1: in the conversation. And you know, Mike Rucker's done himself a favor because he's you know, he's still involved with the team. You know, Charles Johnson is re- Charles Johnson is still fairly you know new to the retirement thing, so he hasn't had yeah. a chance to really be a part of it. But you know, yeah, and, and that's another thing that helped Pep too. Think about think about what Pep has done. Pep is still involved, very involved with the organization now in his in his absence from being on the field. So I mean, that's definitely helped Pep get his. Uh, Get 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 it back up, you know. Definitely,
0: and it's just fun. I mean, it's just fun to talk. Like I said this has been a nice mental break from trying to overanalyze and re- I mean, there's some people that have been reading every like some of these Bears fans are reading like they read the 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 student the, or the season ticket letter that was sent out, and they're like, "Oh, Russell wasn't mentioned on the letter. That means we're gonna get like." There have been some people that are just overanalyzing every little thing, and like I just can't. I, I got other things to do. I can't go do live.
1: That all day. <laughs> go live. Go okay. go outside. You're not How about, the
2: quarterback. I know, do we have time just to do our worst one ever, just one player? Oh, we could – for me,
0: it's Mike Remmers. Without a doubt, Mike Remmers, the only ones that come close are probably Kelvin Benjamin and Alindo Mari. Those are the only two that probably come close.
2: I'm going to go 1996 when you drafted Tim Biakabatuka. <laughs> Guess what, though? Hmm. Drafted after him was Marvin Harrison, Ray Lewis, <laughs> And Eddie George. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, tough,
0: That's man. so sickening. Oh, that makes yeah, me want to throw up. We hey, could have had Ray Lewis. We could have had Marvin Harris. I we could have had Eddie George.
1: Hey, man, the best worst Panther of all time has to be Jimmy Clausen, bro. It has to <laughs> be
2: Jimmy Tyler's you know I mean? an enigma. Huh?
1: Hmm? Yeah, you Tyler's,
2: not here so. Tyler's not here, so. but Jimmy Clausen yes, ranks Yeah, he's
1: I mean, probably absolutely the absolute worst. I mean, I, I mean, I mean but, but definitely the most impactful. It's definitely one of the most impactful. Like, if, like, like, if I gotta go, just straight impact. He probably didn't have to be on there.
0: And then, <laughs> oh, and then, and then, oh, and oh, then, oh. Ray, Ray, Cruz, definitely. Yeah, that's not. You can't. Uh, yeah, we just want to give, like I said, a mental break. We wanted to talk about, you know, just something. That made us – I like reminiscing. I like strolling them in memory lane. It wasn't a long lane to go down. But we hope you all enjoyed it. And like I said, we're still going to be bringing you content about, you know, whatever happens, when everything happens. Free agency is coming just around the corner, and then the draft's going to be right thereafter. So we've got definitely a lot more content coming for you all. And like we said, we hope you all enjoy it, and we appreciate you all. And if there's anything you all want us to talk about, please do not hesitate to let us know. So until next time, everybody, keep pounding.